live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. I want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news while working at home, tooling around the garage, homeschooling the kids. Just download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS radio. So there's a reason Governor Kelly has earned the reputation or the nickname Lawless Laura. Now the top legislative leaders in both chambers are accusing Governor Kelly's administration of illegally spending at least $86 million in federal COVID-19 relief funds by not getting their approval first. In a letter sent last Monday to the governor, the lawmakers threatened to explore filing a lawsuit if Kelly does not change course. Legislative leaders say a budget measure requiring the, the legislature's consent for any spending of release, relief dollars starting July 1st has not been met. Kelly's office contends agencies already have the authority to spend those relief dollars. So big, big shock. She, she thinks she already has that power. Joining us now to discuss the situation is the Speaker of the Kansas House, Ron Reichman. Mr. Speaker, it's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. So I kind of gave a a little synopsis there. Did did I get it right? Is that basically the gist of it? Yeah, yeah, basically, she's trying to use the federal money as a political slush fund to buy her reelection instead of following the process that ensures that the money is spent in the best manner for the state. And it's been from what I've seen. I mean, I, I know that she used some of this money for some PSAs. We've, we've seen that down here, too, where the, the mayor and Democrat members of the city council have been featured in PSAs, but not Republicans. Uh, I, I frankly think that she used COVID monies to, uh, to build the wall around the governor's mansion, but nobody seems to be able to figure out how she paid for that. So it's that kind of stuff. She's been using it in ways that were not basically haven't been signed off on by the legislature, essentially. And John, she's part of that process. Uh, she agreed to this compromise language. Uh, she signed it not once but twice. Uh, you know, all she has to do is go through the process and follow the law. Um, in fact, that process ends with her with her veto. Uh, she, her administration, and 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 uh, governor herself are involved in the process. She she agreed to, but she's chosen to take the non transparent um, route of this spend the money however she sees fit. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, we, we talked about, you know, our letter, if she, if she doesn't uh, change uh, direction, that will take any and all legal actions. And I don't think there's a court in Kansas, even an activist judge, that, that can't connect the dots here and see that uh, she is breaking the law. Well, and Attorney General Derek Schmidt actually provided a legal opinion last month that said very clearly that the budget measure signed by the governor in May set up a specific procedure for handling relief funds after the 1st of July. And according to the budget, a seven-member advisory board must review spending proposals. State Finance Council must approve them. 
I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. It, this just seems like yet another example where she wants control, and when she doesn't get it, that's when she throws these little fits like she does. Well, and here's, here's why it's important. You know, we had uh, over a billion dollars uh, federal money to the state, which we didn't ask for, but we have it. And so a lot of us on that commission, on the SPARC commission, we want to know how do we, how do we invest that $1 billion and turn it into $4 billion? You know, and, and that's what this is about is, you know, Republicans uh, and, and, and other like-minded folks want to take this money and invest it in infrastructure and entrepreneurship and enterprise zones. And we will do things that, that will help grow our state and look back and say this money wasn't – it's taxpayer money. Um, and we all – you know, I think you know, everybody on your show, and, and you agree, and we agree that, a, you know, the best social program is a job. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, the government wants to take this money and just give it out and then do a press release that she gave it out. You, you talked about the $87 million that went out to the, to the cities and, and municipalities. We would love to be able to partner with cities and municipalities and say, what's important to your community? And this takes some of this federal money along with the other money that's given to the state and find ways to encourage entrepreneurship, uh, enterprise zones, infrastructure in your area. Uh, but that decision was taken from from the from the Spark Committee. It was taken from the State Finance Council. Again, this process was clearly uh, easily laid out in law. One that the governor agreed to. One that she signed not once but twice. Um, and there's there's not an attorney that doesn't work for Lord Kelly that doesn't agree with us. And I know there's not a court. I think every court in Kansas will also will agree uh, that this is a pretty easy process for her to follow. That she decided to not be transparent. Um, and just do our own thing. Well, and here's the other thing here. I think we also need to make sure that that money is spent efficiently, properly, that there aren't no-bid contracts that are, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, did you make a contribution to my campaign? Okay, let's give you, you know, state finance money from COVID money to make sure that we're seeing that down here at the city of Wichita where – City, city Council member Brandon Johnson voted for a grant to an organization that his wife used to work for. I mean, now granted, maybe that was all above board, but he should have probably at least recused himself. How do we know this isn't what's going on? And, and again, things like, you know, the wall around her mansion. I, I, what it comes down to is it's that appearance of impropriety that upsets folks. And I, I just, I think you're right. I think if nothing else, if you've got this the system laid out, she should work through it. Have you guys heard from her? You sent the letter. It's been almost a week. Have you had a response at all from her? You're right. It's been a week. We have not heard anything. In fact, we haven't heard anything that she anything she's actually mentioned to the press about it. Uh, again, we set up a process that was approved by her uh, that has significant involvement from her administration. Uh, her attempts to circumvent uh, represents a callous disregard for the law and accountable government. Um, and this is the type of activity that Kansas would detest. It's, again, we have a very transparent, open process that all this money, it's, it's the people's money can go through. It's not Laura Kelly's money. Uh, again, it's not a political uh, slush fund for her. It's something that, um, again, it's, it's a, we look for, hopefully she corrects her actions and, that, and she'll use the process going forward. Both not, we're confident uh, that the court will mandate uh, that you follow the law. Well, I got to tell you, Ron, $1.8 billion in taxpayer money without legislative approval, if that doesn't sound like high crimes and misdemeanors or an impeachable offense, I don't know what does. I, and you know, We've got 
kind of odd systems here for removal of uh, elected officials in this state, but that certainly sounds like something worth, you know, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. That smells to me. That stinks. And I, I hope she responds. I hope she at least corrects the behavior because, but with her pattern, it doesn't sound like she will. Um, well, again, that's why we wrote the letter and asked her to stop and correct her actions and to uh, call a Spartan meeting so we can have this, this discussion and, and have it in open meetings and, and be transparent about it. But you're right. I mean, I would think that a billion dollars being spent without going through the legal process, um, you would think that would be uh, at least a, a misdemeanor. You would think. Um, completely off topic, but I, you know, it's kind of related because it's the governor. This week, she rather aggressively attacked those who oppose masks and vaccine mandates by saying, and I'm quoting her, there are people in positions of leadership who hold influence, who have used COVID and politics to divide us, like she never does that. She went on to say, quote, I want those who are weaponizing this misinformation to know your actions don't hurt me, your actions hurt your neighbors, uh, do you have any idea what she's talking about there? Because I don't think you guys have anything personal animus against her. It seems like she's taking it personally here. I just don't understand where this is coming from. I, I don't either. You know, I, and I will, I will say that I think uh, folks should take, get, get the vaccine. Um, you know, I'm not for mandating it. Uh, I think people should could check with their, their doctors and their physicians and see what's best for them. And so I don't know what this is coming from. Um, it's not about her. It's about freedom. It's about protecting liberty. And if, if she thinks that we're trying to protect the freedom and liberty is attack on her, then that's her, her decision. Uh, but that's, you know, that's that's a kind of a narcissistic thought. That's about her. It's, it's not about her. It's, it's again, it's about it's about the freedoms that we all that we're all granted. I think narcissistic is the way is the right way to look at it, because I, I think you're right. You guys, everything I've seen from you, Dan and Ty, it's always been about the people and protecting the people's right to make these kinds of life choices without government interference. And she again, she's making but she also loves to say that everybody's politicizing it except her. And that's a complete misnomer. Last thing I want to ask you about, Ron, this week, the Cedric County Commission voted against imposing a mask mandate at least one of the county commissioners implied the state should impose a statewide mask mandate. One of them actually called for a special session of the legislature to fix, you know, the SB 40 and some of the issues. Uh, I doubt there's any chance that'll happen. I'm just curious if you've had heard of any calls for, you know, a special session or to, to, to you know, call for any statewide mask mandates or anything like that. Well, it's interesting. You know, a lot of elected officials and, and a lot of us agree that you know that that you should have local control. Um, but you know, making decisions is tough. Making decisions is tough. But that's what leaders do. They gather information and they make the best decisions they can based on the data they have. Um, and so, it's unfortunate that folks are wanting to, <laughs> I guess, punt to a, to another body to make those decisions for them. Uh, but to answer your question, as far as a special session, we've had uh, requests from from both the left and the right uh, to go back to Topeka. I think we are waiting for the Supreme Court to rule on Senate Bill 40 to see what we're up against and, and, and see where, what, the, what the law of the land really is. Um, but I, I do think it's a little bit ironic um, that folks that were elected at a local level do not want to make these decisions uh, and, and be held accountable to, uh, 
on election day. Yeah, well, it, you know, we're all in favor of local control, so you've got the control. Take it. Uh, for those, I appreciate you coming on, Ron. It's always a pleasure. Folks want to follow you. You've got a very active presence on social media. On Twitter, it's at Ron Reichman, R-Y-C-K-M-A-N. And on Facebook, it's at Vote, Vote Reichman. So I, I appreciate you. You've got a speaker of the House page on Facebook. You're very active on both. And appreciate you you coming on and keeping us informed and Carry on the fight, brother. This is, you know, if you guys don't push back against Laura Kelly, I, I think she'll continue this lawless stuff, and we need you there to do that. Lord knows the press isn't going to do it, so we, we appreciate you, my friend. Well, I think, thanks for having me on and having a chance to, to talk about it. This is very important. It's uh, The rule of law is never to be ignored. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks again. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.